0: Locks of radio.
1: Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Weehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Weehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian.
2: Welcome to The Bachelor's Den America. This is your guilty pleasure. Von Wehunt and The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. Epic Episode 17. With a star date of September 6th, 2022 A.D. So glad you're here tonight. This is our fun show of the month. Once a month, we... um, Get away a little bit from the political front and the doom and gloom of TV cable news, and we kind of like to segue into the bachelor lifestyle, the bachelor in America, international, expat. Look around. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the MGTOW movement. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about chicks and more chicks. As they always say, it's onwards to the Bachelor Empire. And may God always save the Bachelor King. Already September. We're kind of rolling into uh, fall. Yeah, Where did the summer go? Well, the summer here where I'm broadcasting from in Arizona still lingers to about mm, about to mid-November to be exact. We have a long summer here. About six months, five to six months. But just never forget this one axiom of life, no matter where you are in the country, whether you're in the Southland, the Midwest, the Northeast, the gorgeous Pacific Northwest where I went last summer, in Northern California, maybe you're in Southern California or the Las Vegas Strip, maybe Chicagoland, I broadcast live from my Arizona studio. Now, in the studio on this show, we have the bar is always open. We have some tongs for the ice, some cocktail glasses, some drinks. We've got um, some pictures of Marilyn Monroe are up tonight, cocktail glasses, Playboy bunnies. It's kind of like a retro Americana show, a show where we can, you know, take our Italian loafers off, rest a bit, with our red velvet smoking jacket lighter and cigar or pipe in tow my dad used to smoke that cherry cavendish pipe in the house and i just love that smell now pipe aroma as Hugh hefter used to smoke his pipe is awesome i always liked pipe aroma and cigar smell but never cigarettes they're pretty nasty um, but I've got a, a few cocktails here at my studio board and desk, and, um, I've gotten a lot of your emails from the last show. You guys want to see more bachelor shows, and some of you guys have got to realize that being a radio variety show, now, I get all kinds of interesting mail through the week. Some of you guys go, Von Wehunt, hunt. I want you talking about the hard-hitting subjects of today, Politics, war and peace. Well, that's our Thursday show. That's our big political rollout every Thursday. We're on the cutting edge of news and current events and geopolitics. Now, don't miss that. That's in two more nights on Thursday. Blog Talk Radio at 8 p.m. Pacific time. But once a month, you've got to have a guilty pleasure, boys. You've got to have a few vices. It's okay to be a... little rough around the edges. It's okay to um you know, be selfish once in a while. Indulge in your in your own radio show. You don't constantly have to be harpied about the New World Order and stuff like that. We know that stuff exists. But on this show it's kinda like we're in a time capsule. We're going back to I'd say tonight we're gonna go back between nineteen sixty eight and nineteen seventy five. What a great era. A vintage era, I may add, for the bachelor about town, the man about town, the pulp fiction of that generation, the music, the scene. Well, you can fast forward to where we're at today in 2022, and there, the bachelor is still alive and well in America, though. Now he's went underground. He's submerged he will come up for air once in a while. And because of the feminist, third-wave feminism, the Cretans out there, the crazy political scene, riots, he goes right back down underground, deep, deep beneath the waves to get away from it all. Now, speaking of that, if you want to get away from it all, This show is based on my hit book, The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. It's the retro and modern-day bachelor guide for the new renaissance man of the millennium and beyond. Great book. It's a big book. But so is the galaxy. There was so much to cover. I have so many more volumes in my head. We really got to get our second and third edition off the printer. That's a whole different story. Writing a book is quite the journey, if you um, have the means. Um, I'm a wide reader, love to hear about things. And um, in life, you've got to be, as a bachelor on the make, you've got to be a little intellectual, but not overly intellectual. You want to be somewhat physical, but you don't want to live in the gym 24 hours a day and smell like a gym towel either. The ladies wouldn't like that now, would they? So you want to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, kind of a generalist. And that's why they call me General Von Wehunt. Well, I'm here to have fun tonight with you. Got your adult beverages out and about. Hope you're strapped in for a good show. Call tonight if you're a new caller. You get on first in line on my show at 563-999-3437 is our VIP line. Just never forget, you will not be happy, gentlemen, until you are happy. Never forget that. Now, without further ado, it's time to induct our new pledges to the Radio Fraternity and Hall of Fame with our Animal House Fraternity Pledge.
1: Uh, I state your name. I state your name. Do hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. Do, Do
3: hereby
1: pledge allegiance to the frat. Uh, with liberty and fraternity for all. Amen. Amen. Sergeant at Arms. Do your duty. From now on, your Tau kind name is Weasel. Uh, from now on, your name is... Mothball. Kroger, your Delta Tal Kai name is... Pinto. Why Pinto? <clears throat> Why not? Well, what's my Delta Tal Kai name?
4: Dorfman, you given us a lot of thought. From now on, your name is Flounder. Flounder? We now consecrate the bond of obedience. assume the position.
5: Thank you, sir, may I have another? Thank you, sir, may I have another? Thank you, sir, may I have another?
2: There are all kinds of good topics to talk about now that you've been formally inducted into the Radio Fraternity and Hall of Fame. We will talk about a lot of things tonight. Now, um, I'll let you guys also bring up some topics, but stay topical. Make sure whatever you talk about is about The Bachelor, The Bachelor Lifestyle. Tie it in with that. And uh, as you know, on my show, you can uh, we w- we'll have some good um, a range of talkers and a platform for all. I'm really surprised that more of you guys out there in the hinterlands uh, don't call into this show. Now I get cards and letters and emails and telegrams, text messages and, and everything else. Love all that stuff and voicemails. Good stuff. Good stuff from all over the country. And a lot of you guys say, "Why isn't there a show for us? Why, you know, my, And I, I was telling, we've got a show for for you, just for you. You do? I go, Yeah, we do. It's The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. Once a month, call in. Well, I don't know, um, I might get in trouble, or their girlfriend might hear, or their high school teacher might hear their voice, or something of that nature, right? I tell them, boys, you've got to grow some balls sometimes, call on the show, be a man, step up to the plate of life, do your thing, man. Stop holding back and being cagey and squirrely and always trying to be stealth and covert. What's all this cloak and dagger stuff out there, my God. Some of you guys watch too many Jason Bourne movies. Life isn't always cloak and dagger. You're not in the CIA yet, but you might be. And uh, you got to get out there and have some fun. Get your name out there. Have a nickname when calling the show. No one's going to know it's you. It's just you and me talking, nobody else. But you guys love to blow up my email. You love to email me and ask me, pepper me with 30, 40 questions every single week. But I tell you, why don't you come on the show and bring these things on? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, come on. Uh, Guys, this show I designed for you alone. You walk into a bookstore, you walk into, uh, you watch TV. There's tons of shows and books for women, how they feel about life, how they feel about men, how they feel about their relationships. And really, relationships – and the opposite, sex is what people really care about, right? Though we all talk a big game, people really, talk, really are concerned about their personal life, their love life, if, if you will, and rightly so, I may add. But I encourage you guys to, um, you know, call in. And let's have a nice chat and conversation. When you're ready to go, say, Vaughn, that's all I've got to say. I'll say, hey, have a great night. No one's going to keep you on, on the air, kicking and screaming, trust me. I've always got something new to play or do at all times on this station. Well, I want to welcome you all to the Space Age Bachelor Pad. This is our 17th episode and growing. By the way, our international audience loves the show, and they're picking it up more and more. And uh, it's all over the world in the nation. The Internet is where most people are getting their radio anyway. Now, many of you know that I used to – uh, be a disc jockey and a talk show radio host at KFNX 1100 AM. I also did some bit pieces in Texas and also back at my college, which was Purdue University uh, in the Midwest. I'm not I'm from the West Coast, but I went there for college. So go figure. It's a long story, in a way. It's a family tradition um, going back decades. Uh, but it was a great campus, and I did college radio there, and uh, we had I had a show there called the Von Liehen Show. And uh, there's there's some bootleg copies of that somewhere, but um, a lot of you guys again, you love you love writing me. You want to talk to you one on one, but I want you to tell your story. Not just to me, tell it to the world. People need to hear your voice. They need to hear what you have to say. I really encourage that. Well, inside the world's favorite guilty pleasure of this show. We, will have, we have a multitude of topics to talk about. And thank God we are now broadcasting from Biden's White House, the Ukraine, or communist China tonight. And uh, we're so glad that everyone's here. Well, without further ado, uh, as you're meeting and greeting the women in your life, you're going to work, you're making that almighty dollar to pay your bills. It's getting tight out there. It's getting tough, I know. We have Biden Inflation. Crazy economy, no matter how you slice it or dice it. No matter if you're left, right, or indifferent, everyone is affected. And we'll talk about the cost of a life, the cost of a family, the cost of just living, and how it affects the bachelor's And We'll get into that a little bit, too, because a lot of you guys are writing about economic issues. How am I going to make it, Von And What am I going to do? What if I don't make it? et cetera, et cetera. So I hear your, your thoughts, and I feel your pain, and I know you're out there because we get a lot of your hits all over the country. A lot of you guys love listening, and that's okay. We love our listeners. But um, if you want to call tonight, again, 563-999-3437. Without further ado, it's time for the greatest show on earth. of that from the ambushers. Well, at the start of each show we go to our tiki bar mix and mix a drink before the night's festivities begin. And we always have the bar open here in the studio. Trust me now. We also know a lot of ladies are always listening. We know you're out there, ladies, listening to what the men have to say about dating, life, sex, relationships, you name it. This is our college fraternity on the radio airwaves. We are the new pharaohs of the land. This is Dean Martin, alias Matt Helm,
4: asking you to help me uh, stamp out spies, or at least muss them up a little. In our new picture of the ambushes, I got my hands full with Madaharas like Santa Burger, Skull. Sure, skulls got ice in it. Janice Rule, and those ever-loving sleigh girls. Don't oh, shoot. They get you when you're high. They get you when you're low. They get you when you're standing still Or else when you're on the go They get you in a blink Be at door on the brink But bam, bam, bam It's too much for one mad hound, so how about pitching in a little, huh? There's enough action for everybody, so bring your friends and we'll make them honorary ambushers. To are the
2: ambushers. They're the
4: ambushers.
2: Oh, yes. Love that. Well, I went to the grocery store. I'll tell some a little uh, story here. And you see these tabloids, right? The Star, The Inquirer, et cetera. And uh, there's these um, tabloid magazines. And they're talking about, of course, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, all the big, big Hollywood breakups, right? Well, that's my whole point about this show. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor or middle class or lower middle or upper middle class, et cetera. No matter which – which uh, tax bracket you're in. If you're a man, you know what I'm talking about. And especially if you're a bachelor or a recent bachelor, maybe you're newly married, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, These women are nuts. Angelina Jolie making threats against Brad Pitt, allegedly, of course, but uh, some of the um, articles are accurate. uh, And some you're not quite sure about, but, um, I did a study actually on those tabloids, and believe it or not, they were about they they, they were found to be about seventy to eighty percent true from the people who were you know doing the fact checking. But also the big breakup of uh, Sylvester Stallone his Hollywood wife. My point to you guys is, no matter if you're a big Hollywood star, you've got hundreds of millions of dollars at your disposal. Um, your heart can be broken. You can be shot down by your Hollywood biatch wife. You come home like you were working stiff. Maybe you come home to your L.A. mansion or it could be your apartment here in Phoenix or Dallas or your little house. You come home and the little lady's got her arms folded, pouting, looking down, and she goes, I'm not happy. What are you going to do about it to make me happy? Well, you know, if you're stuck with a chick like that, um, I'll say a few prayers for you. <laughs> no, the thing is that women expect men to be the fixers, the providers. And you're supposed to fix everything wrong in your life. You're supposed to provide for her. You're the provider. I can tell you guys, don't forget, um, even if you're a Hollywood star, even if you have a million dollars, those guys – go through hell as well. They go through a lot of crap to have a pretty woman on their arm, on the red carpet in Hollywood. Maybe you want a pretty girl on your way to the Safeway or Dairy Queen at our level or our uh, JCPenney store at the mall or the food court, wherever. Um, having a pretty girl on your arm can be great, can be a very beautiful experience, or it can be a detriment. Choose wisely, guys. Choose wisely. There's a lot of women out there, but I always call it the 80-20 rule. I'll explain that to you. I've told a few guys that. They go, I never heard of that. Well, let me explain to you. It's in my book, The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. See, if you had bought that book and read it years ago, you would save yourself so much pain, turmoil, anguish, chaos, and confusion in your own life. And because you didn't buy it, Um, you'll get bits and pieces of it on this show. Well, the 80-20 rule is like this. Whatever girl you decide to hook up with, whatever woman of your fleshly desires you want to bed down or you want to be with, however you phrase it, slice it or dice it, as I always say, you want to have a good time with her, right? Yeah, of course you do. Well, you want to have a good time with her at least Eighty percent of the time, twenty percent of the time can be easily written off. For her, look, she's only human. She's going to be grumpy once in a while, or cranky, or a little bitchy, whatever. Maybe it was a bad day at her office. Could be that time of the month. Who knows? Who cares? Well, we all care, but you know what I mean. What I'm saying is, is that you want to be with a girl that is healthy, positive, friendly. Does she smile? Does she like your friends or at least pretends to? Does she like your parents or pretends to? In uh, and, and other words, is she gracious? Is she a keeper? Or is she a temporary ship floating past pastures in the night sky? That's only the information and intel that you can decide, guys. But basically, you want to find a girl who's got a good hit on her shoulders she does not have to be a brain surgeon. Oftentimes, if they're women are are really bad about this, if they're overeducated, they usually turn very sour, very negative at a very early age. So you do not want an overeducated woman. You want a woman who's educated but not overeducated. I'll explain. Like this, if she's got three or four degrees, and all she talks about is, you should love me because I'm so smart, I'm so great, I'm a member of Mensa, my IQ is off the the rails, yada, yada. That's not what most men want. Maybe one-tenth of one percent. You don't want a girl who's a brainiac, who's a rocket scientist, unless, again, she's looking great, looking hot. But very few women can play both of those roles. At the same time, you don't want a dumb woman who's going to be dependent on you for literally everything, who has a hand-to-mouth existence, who looks at you as the, you know, Lord God provider of her entire life, doesn't have a penny to her name, not one copper cent, and she's looking at you for sustenance, financial, emotional, every which way but loose. You want a woman kind of in the middle who's got a job, maybe a little career. Maybe she's doing this or that in a company. It's totally cool. All women work today, most of them do. Uh, I think, though, if women were given the chance to be a housewife, many of them would take it. Again, if truth were known. But uh, basically, you want a woman in that genre, in that category, who will again work with you, not against you? you want a woman that will be your best friend um so some of you guys, I see you at the food court. I'll see you at a movie theater uh over Labor Day. By the way, I saw the movie yesterday um the classic uh nineteen i i I had to drive to get over there, but they were showing the blob at a retro cinema nineteen fifty eight starring Steve McQueen. And uh, I've never seen The Blob, and I always wanted to watch it. It's a classic Hollywood movie. Made Steve McQueen a household name. And it was a good movie. It's about this blob, if you will, that comes down like a shooting star to planet Earth, and then this thing takes on its own form and starts to eat people and devour them. In this small town, I believe it's somewhere in the off the the coast of California or something, but it's a good movie, classic movie. And I love classic shows and retro shows, but you got to ask yourself, um, you don't want your woman to be like the blob. You don't want your woman to be a succubus. You don't want her to be evil. In other words, you don't want her to devour your life, kill your dreams and pass you on the head and uh, send you packing. Um, while well, she vacuums up your wallet and your assets and all the things you worked so hard for, so just be a little choosy out of there. I saw a lot of arguments over the uh, weekend too. I saw one lady at Starbucks that went nuts. Uh, um, I'll tell you the story. Met a Starbucks here in, in the North Valley of Phoenix, and some guy was there and. I was watching the whole thing. You know how they put your your um, coffee down, and they go, Von Wiench, your cafe mocha is ready. Double espresso shot. Thank you very much. Um, the guy got his coffee. Now, I don't know what he said. All I know is I think he said, excuse me, I need to get my coffee, because she was standing right there in front of the coffee thing. And she wasn't God's gift to men, kind of, you know, small, weird haircut, like, I don't know, like, Little, little Annie Oakley or something, a or little Orphan Annie, uh, her face glued to her cell phone screen, and I saw him walk around her to get his coffee. They did not come in together, and she just snapped at him. F you, get away from me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and um, I mean, I was almost, yeah, I, I started laughing, sugar, going, that was the most bizarre thing I've seen in quite a while. But it just shows you the anger that uh, some men and some women have that they're carrying around. Now it's not me to psychoanalyze all that, but my point is, is that um, guys, note to self: don't date a girl like that that's got uh, hidden anger issues, or that gets that angry at the drop of a hat. She laid into him, you know, and the guy said, "I just, I was just trying to get my coffee." He like looked back at her like you're a freakazoid walked out the door and I'm going what did I just witness my point is is that you see these little altercations in restaurants and bars and little coffee shops once in a while there's a lot of people out there they're tense America is tense but we the bachelor we are the happy go lucky we are the carefree we will observe all of these things and then we will make our judgments and our observations accordingly. We can laugh about these things later, but as you're going about your business, look at people and what they do. I'm the ultimate observer. I'm always scanning, always looking, looking at couples, you know, who's in the who, who's dating, who's not, who's, you know, it's very interesting to watch body language, watch people at a coffee shop, amazing psychoanalysis. You can do that for hours. Very interesting, very cool, but um, those are some themes and some things that uh, we could talk about tonight. My gosh, it is, remember guys, this is your life and it's nobody else's life. You plan it, you do it. You want a woman to be with you, to uh, not work against you. You want her to be there for you and you there for her. And uh, that's always the best thing to uh, do, I think. Um, You know, I went to some travels uh, this past summer. And as you're traveling, you see groups of women traveling. And the stuff you pick up, and I'm not even trying to eavesdrop. They're right next to me, you know, eight or ten of them. A man can't. It's like the egg. When women gather, they gather in a circle like the egg, right? I always say like, like in high school. They're the egg, and they're in a they're in a complete circle that no man can penetrate. And boy, they're talking, and man, they're commiserating. They're going back and forth like 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 a ping pong match. And there's this, and there's me. I'm the lone sperm outside the egg. Right? Any man would be, but you know we're stuck in this line, right? To get our bags checked, and they're talking about they have what I like about these chicks that talk in a circle. They think the circle prevents everything they say from leaving their, their witch's coven circle or the circle of life. But yeah, you can pick up everything that they're saying. It's pretty hilarious, but what they say is amazing and you're not even trying to listen, but um it's impossible not to. Right? So uh it's one of those things where, You know, what they talk about is, you know, their father, their man. And by the way, about about their father, there's one girl in that group, I recall, she said she she hated her father, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe he was a jerk. Maybe he was. But let me tell you this. Generally speaking, generally, if a woman hates her father or her brother's big red flag, guys, if she hates her father, she's going to hate you sooner or later because you represent her father in her eyes in many many cases so you need to be aware of that so when you're talking to a young gal and you're thinking about dating her whatever the case is if she says to you she hates her father run for the hills get the hell out of there no she might be fun for a little while but keep that in the back of your mind you know uh, just uh be be aware of that that um You know, because she might be cute to you or nice to you, but she might turn on you like a snake. Who knows? Be careful out there, guys. When we get back, get your cocktails ready. We're going right to the phones. I can't wait. It's going to be a great, soulful evening. Love that retro 1960 song from the movie Blow. Uh, It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Well, we're glad you're here tonight, folks. Go right to the phones. I believe this is someone I know, I believe. Let's find out. Hello. Welcome to the Von Wiegand Show and the Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. Is this Kelly?
0: Hello. It's Kakao, Kelly. Hello. Hi. Kelly, how's it going? Good, good, good. I'm
2: doing good.
0: How is the Irish Pirate doing? Oh, he's uh, he's good. He's actually on his way down uh, to the digs. So,
4: oh,
5: cool, um, cool. And
0: so he should be listening to this on the way down here. So.
2: Nice. Anyway. Okay, Kelly, nice to hear your voice. So, uh, what have you been up to lately? What's 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 going on in your in your world, baby?
0: Uh, well, lots of things besides work. Um, you know, <clears throat> Irish Pirate and I, uh, we had a a great uh time in uh Lake Havasu um a couple of weeks ago. Nice. So, um that was awesome. good. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I I listened to uh, well I ca- called in late but I did get a chance to listen to some of your feel there and um so anyways yeah I don't have any daddy issues I'm sorry I don't <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: and yeah. I could never see I I could never see Irish pirate as uh, and my father, that is just so gross.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's too weird, huh? Well, a lot of women do. A lot of women do. A lot of women, um, you know, have got some daddy issues, which can be fun, actually. But that's a whole different genre. That's a whole different kind of worms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I'm very su- uh, supportive of Irish Pirate, and uh, we talked a lot Um which is the, really the key is talking about yes. pretty much everything, and uh so we talk about everything and we you know come to a decision uh together, so and that's how we work it.
2: That's awesome, that's great. You guys have a great relationship, that's the way it should be you know you you commiserate with each other, you talk about it, you uh throw it against the wall, see what sticks go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. What I'm talking mm-hmm. about are, is you, you got a, a great attitude. I'm talking about like, for example, um, maybe I should define that better. Like women that date men are women that marry men. And they're always, no matter what the guy says, no matter if he's a brain surgeon or a moron. And if, if, if he's a moron, he probably deserves it, but they're always working against him. I see this. They're always like, they'll oh. marry him, they'll be with him, but they're always like, he'll have a great idea, and she go, oh no, Undermined. oh no, it's always like, like, like a Debbie Downer, is, it's probably a better phrase. Always says yeah. no, always negative, uh, I, yeah, I call them a dream killer, um, you know, a lot of people are euphoric when they have an idea, like a eureka moment. Maybe the guy's got an idea for a business to make more money for them both, and maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't, but it doesn't mean he's going to do it 100% of the time. But men sometimes talk, we like to bounce things off of people too. And so men will bloviate mm-hmm. and bring things up. It doesn't mean they're going to do it. It's like a trial balloon in politics. Let's see what floats and what gets shot down. Let's see what people like, what they don't like you know, and, um, so there's a bit of that bravado too. That's what I'm talking about. Now, if you, you and I are always working with each other and that is the key. That's the key. Good for you.
0: Yeah. Well, I bounce lots of things off of him. So, uh, just to see, you know, if anything sticks and, you know, he does the same thing. And, uh, you know it works for us it works in our relationship i don't see why it wouldn't work for everybody else so you know right but i uh, just think a lot I mean, of people
2: so. they get into situations you know
0: well and you know both the parties have to be honest with each other you can't just half ass it you know <clears throat> you can't go in and go well i'm only going to tell him this and I'm only going to tell him that, no, you got to be totally honest all the time. Um, and that goes for the men too. It's not a one-way street. So, and that's the one thing I really uh, like about Irish Pirate is, you know what? He is honest to a fault. And I look at it this way. If I get offended by him full and honest with me, then... I've got a problem, you know, that's that's something I have to work out with myself. And I don't have a problem with him doing that. Sure, every once in a while my feelings may get hurt, okay, yeah, I am a woman in that regard. But, you know, I always get over it. It's like I don't let it, you know, drag the relationship through the mud and, and, uh, you know, Turn it into a disaster. No, no, that's that's not us, not us at all. So, but. Uh, I like that. Yeah, we really, we really enjoy uh, each other's company, which is another key factor. You have to enjoy who you're going to be with. Um, if you're not, then don't get in that relationship. You know, if uh, that person, you know, can talk off your ear for hours on end and you don't like it. Well, maybe that's not a relationship for you to be in. Or maybe you just make a, uh, you know, love is blind and love does make exceptions. So, I mean, if that's something that you can turn an ear <laughs> towards or, <laughs> you know, away from or, you know, you can live with that, uh, then, you know, and that's the way it'll work. So, you know, but you have um, a great attitude.
2: Yeah. You need you need to have your own. You need to be uh, teaching your uh, fellow females around the world how to be, how to act, because you got a great attitude about that stuff. And that's that's a uh, feather in your cap, babe. You know.
0: Well, thank you, thank you. You know, and I've been through a lot of life. Okay and life gives you experiences so you can learn from them so you don't repeat them so you can move on with uh, the rest of your life. So these women who may have daddy issues or whatever, she just needs to, you know, get on with her life. I mean, she's making excuses is all. So, you know, and there is nobody on this planet who I would wish to... uh, emulate my father I mean he wasn't a horrible man compared to some other uh, you know examples of fathers out there you know but he might not have been the best either so uh, you know people you have to understand that people are given a situation family-wise my dad was eight out of ten children and he was the youngest boy so you know, he uh, he of uh, chores from his older brother, who didn't want to do their fair share. You know, and uh, he actually he was uh, six years old, taking the cows out to pasture uh, out at the ranch. You know, driving them from town to the ranch and staying out there for uh, months, and then bringing them back before winter. So in half the time, my dad took school books out there and taught himself, and he was a wizard at math. Um, so, but, so that's kind of, you know, well, on top of that, uh, when he was born, um, he had a uh, medical issue which um, created projectile vomiting. That means he, he vomits after he eats clear across the room. And, uh, the wow! i
2: heard about that. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah.
0: Uh uh-huh. yeah.
2: Now, what's that called again? It's what's that? What's that medical type of condition called?
0: It's pyloric stenosis. Okay. So it's projectile it's vomiting
2: across the room. Wow, that's intense.
0: Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, pyloric stenosis is a muscle that is above the stomach. And once you eat something, it's supposed to close off, so it doesn't come back up. And his, his muscle was immature, and so he would projectile vomit um, after eating. God! Um, that's, like,
2: that's like Tourette's syndrome for the, for, for the food you eat. Projectile vomiting <laughs> across the room after every meal? Really?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, and most children during that time And you saw that, wow. Um, he had an yeah, older he, brother he uh, has who to. died from it. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's like so stuff you'd see mother, in the movie
2: The Exorcist, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, not to put your dad down, she's a wonderful man, but, I mean, that's almost like stuff you'd see in the Hollywood movie. It's wild
0: right, to Cal Kelly. right, but... Because his mom had already lost a child, felt that he wasn't going to be any different. So he tied, or she tied him to a rocking chair for six months. Yeah. And so the kids and the family members and everything, uh, when they went by uh, the rocking chair, they would just hit the rocking chair so it would continue to rock the whole entire time. So. God. You know, that's why I'm not laughing at your
2: dad. I'm just trying to visualize this going. This is an amazing story. I mean, guys, this will be (laughs) interjector for a second. Guys, you can have a medical condition of projectile vomiting and still land a great girl and you can marry her if you want. And then you can have the offspring of Cacao Kelly. What about those apples, America? That's what your dad did. So well, my that's point is, positive you're Nothing to, grow to up stop in a you. From... Family. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Though, so, well, of course, that that helps big time the loving family. But assuming right, all things right. are somewhat equal, that's still an amazing story. Now, today, um, a lot of people would say, you know, I think in the future they're going to say, uh, well. Let's let's just abort him or something because uh he has a medical condition. See, that's why sometimes ignorance is bliss. Because um I'm glad your father was uh is born to live to have you and uh he also landed a great a great gal, your uh your a mother, who I'm sure was beautiful, so Yes,
0: yes. Well, my brother also had pyloric stenosis, the vomiting problem. And mm. my daughter had it. So, you know, they wow. all overcome something very you know which could be a, have been a tragic thing, but um
2: That's that a wild wasn't. story my to tell had Kelly.
0: Surgery for huh?
2: That's a wild story. I'm glad you. I'm. Um, I'm glad you're sharing that with the radio audience. But it's just you and I here tonight. Nobody else. No worries.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Your father's a stud. He's a stud.
0: <laughs> well, he went to we'll build lot. him up, and so I have to give him, you know, credit to where credit's due. Um, he overcame a lot of uh, a lot of issues. So
2: he did. Know, and what a man.
0: He married his high school sweetheart. Taboo.
2: Love that. Like Good for him. Kakao Kelly, thanks for calling the show. I want to get back to you later. We've got a few That's new callers okay. here, so uh, I'll come back to you. So stay tuned. Great story. All right. Good talking to you. Hello, you're on the Von Weekend Show. What's your name where are you from? Hey,
3: this is it from Florida at the Anti-Fed. But anyways, um, you moved to Tuesday. Hey Ed, you moved to Tuesday. I'm sorry. Huh? I said you moved to. Can Tuesday. Can you speak up a little you used bit? To be on Thursday. Yeah, I said you moved to uh, Tuesday. You used to be on Thursday.
2: No, I still have my show on Thursday in two more days. Oh. Yeah, this uh, is okay. our fun show. I this just... is our once a month show. The huh? Bachelor's Guide well, to the Galaxy
3: show. Yeah, I, I was looking at it. That. That's pretty cool, man. You know, I, I've talked to a few you in the past, not a lot. but I I, you know, ha, I, I do recall you. your
2: voice, man.
3: Yeah, this is our yeah, Bachelor yeah.
2: show, and we talk about relationships and dating, the toxic dating environment. We'll throw in some current events once in a while, a little, uh, you know, how politics affects the Bachelor in America, things like that. And we'll do a little more rock and roll. will do a few more promos, but basically it's our it's our fun show. So what would you like to share with the radio audience tonight, man?
3: Well, uh, well, you know what? I, I think it must have been a bachelor. But, I, you know, what? I kind of liked what happened a couple of days ago in Poland. There was a guy that took a bulldozer and bulldozed down a statue of the Soviet rescuing the Polish and holding a little child. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know. It's like here's this guy hopping a bulldozer and taking down a statue of uh, a Soviet hero. <laughs> you know, over there, one thing I will
2: say, they're hands-on. <laughs> you know? They yeah. don't just talk; they uh, they uh, walk the walk, they go don't they? Things. Yeah, they, they do did. things it's in the real that's world, that's right? They make things happen. Yeah, well, they don't they wait for the government. Down.
3: They yes, don't wait too. for permission. You know? Right. We take statutes here, down We take statutes down here, too. But I just thought it was cool. Because, you know, government shouldn't be putting up statutes anyways. <laughs> it's like we should all be people, not <laughs> statutes. You know well, the
2: Polish people aren't very happy with the uh, Soviets. Now th- th- that's probably a better no, topic for Thursday's who,
3: show. Who would be happy with them? Who would be happy with them? I just Thank you. Yeah, cool exactly. was, I thought it was cool that you know a bachelor in Poland went out there and and took down a statue with his bulldozer.
2: <laughs> that's really cool, man. Of the
3: That reminds me of that yeah, James Garner movie called it. Tank. You can, you can, Tank. You ever yeah, seen I remember Tank? That movie. I was pretty Yeah, yeah, I did. That when he attacks the IRS
2: stuff. office. Yes, yes.
3: <laughs> I wish we could do well, we kinda did it in a way, but you know Yeah, I mean it's it's tough out there, man. Government's uh it's a terrible thing. So now you're in Florida now. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from the Pittsburgh area. Okay, yeah, I can tell by the uh, East
2: Coast accident there. Now, how's the dating scene there in the Florida? Are are you in the
3: Miami area or the Orlando area or north? I'm I'm more in the Orlando area, north of Orlando. Um, you know, gotcha. It's, you know, how's it's that? Kinda that to s- you? It's kind of strange because my um, son-in-law, you know, or stepson, is that he. Date, but he's not really. He doesn't want to get serious. And he doesn't want anything to do with anything. I'm, I'm beyond that age. So I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, it's like, but um, <laughs> he just don't really. He he just he says I'm not getting attached. He says I- I'm tired of this bullshit. I was like, women don't do anything for me, and it's just like they want too much and da da da. And I'm like, man. You know, What's his so, age? but you know, I can't, he's 35 years old. At Please be playing the field, having
2: a good time. I mean, if he meets a girl great, but there's no pressure to get married when you're, you know, 25, 30, 35, be, be out there, date, have a good time. That's my best. That's what I recommend. I don't recommend any guy to get yeah. married. Seriously. At any age, unless you know what the hell you're doing and, uh, you know, make it a manly decision. Don't be pressured into it by by your mother or father or friends or some bitch boys in the office. You do it as a man when you're ready. You make a manly decision. I want to hook up with her, this chick. We're going to do X, Y, and Z, and that's how it's going to be. You know, otherwise, yeah. you don't even you don't even mess around with it. You're wasting your time and money. Well, you know. You know?
3: and that's that's how he feels like you know i don't want to invest money i don't want to get into it and he he doesn't want it at all but you know have you ever been married
2: me no uh i have come close a couple times i what i call uh like in the movie animal house engaged to be engaged <laughs> but no um okay. No, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking that, but I'm very uh, I'm very transparent. To me, I I I never ruled it out, but I, to me, it needs to be somebody special. To me, it's like a sacrament from God. In other words, uh, I think a lot of yeah. people get well, married I, in our I, I society feeling, they have no yeah. business getting married. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah. I know you're feeling, man. You're they're almost too casual about. Like, they're way too casual. I'm old school, man. You know, I'm it, old school. Oh, I know you're old school. I mean, I am old, old school. I'm on my second marriage, but I'm almost getting close to 70. So it's like... Oh, man, I, like, you don't sound
2: like it. it. You don't sound like it. You sound you sound good.
3: <laughs> well, you know, it's like I, I hang in there, and I've been a activist all my life. But it's just, uh, you know, it, it's good to hear you and, you know, trying to talk to people about this. Because, you know, marriage... Used to be like it, it, it was a sacrament, you know, and, and and it's a good thing to have. That's right, it, as a sacrament. You remind me of an author I read, uh, Imperium Yaki. You remind me of a young Yaki. Did you ever read Imperium? <laughs>
2: I've heard of him. I have heard of him.
3: You've Heard of him? Okay. Did you ever yes. read Imperium? You have read Imperium. I have
2: not. I want to.
3: What's yeah, the, check
2: uh, it out.
3: What's the you book might, about? i uh, it's just a, well, actually, but he wrote it in '48, right when he, you know he, the state of Israel was being formed, and after World War II, and he was just all upset about the high cultures, and, and and he was just you know upset that you know he was kind of a little bit pro, you know, Germany, and pro. Nietzsche and pro but but you know, it was cool because in that book he he talks about the fact that, you know, it, he 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 talked about the the cultural distorters. That's what he called them. <clears throat> he thought the um the Jewish power was gonna culturally distort us lead us in the gay and all these Nasty path. Well, I mean, that's where we're headed now, anyways. But
2: well, look what's happened to America now. It's pretty much true. I know. This country now. I I like
3: that part. I like that part in his book about when he talked about cultural distortion and how they, um, you know, during that time. And that was in '48. He wrote the book. He was. He died in prison in '60. Some people say he committed suicide. Other people say. they took out, but who knows with this government? You know what I'm saying? It's just like
2: who knows.
3: 48. You know yeah, who knows? But cultural distorters—that's the thing he talked about. He was talking about how they were going to distort the culture and bring out, you know, homosexuality and everything else.
2: And well, they've done that. Look at look well, at America today versus 20? 1948. <clears throat> I think that book I know. was spot on. Because well, yeah, look at what, where we're at today.
3: What they've done I is know, they even made me extreme
2: extreme. You know.
3: Yeah, it, it, exactly. And you remind me of uh, reborn uh, Yaki. I, or, you know, he was born in. Uh, he, he got. He died in 1960. He wrote the book in 48. And you know, was, wow. but. um research him cool now. Book. You mean, you just, came,
2: yeah. you just you came, got, gave you me a new name uh, called Imperium. A new project.
3: I've heard yeah, of Imperium. Yeah, and, and, you know, know, yeah, you know, you check into it, it's a pretty cool book. But, you know, it's just the fact is for we're all people and, and you've got to give good advice. I kind of like this thing here. You know, it's like, um, yeah, the, the beast is always going to be there. It's prophesized in the Bible. Government is the beast, you know, So, because they don't care about people. They only care about power. And that's a big part that's of right. development. And that's and even in your own relationship, you, you should look for somebody that agrees with you and feels right with you, you know. And I've been through mm-hmm. it, and it's not easy. Relationships are the hardest thing in the world, and most death doesn't come from war armies and anything else. It comes from family killing each other, you know, because it's hard to get yeah. along. We were made that way. It's hard to get along, man. But anyways, uh, it's always good so true. to you, to and and uh, I'll let you get to um, your next part of the thing. But I'm glad you got something. So you're going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays?
2: Well, this is our this this show here is our is our uh, we're on the first Tuesday of each month is the Bachelor's show. That's the show you are you're calling in, in into now. Okay. Now our regular political what, show is like every my, Thursday night.
3: I know that. Now we
2: we may expand the uh, our Thursday show, but yeah, that will be in two more nights, and that's every Thursday. People will meet to do more of that show. Uh, this show is growing, so uh the Thursday night show is how I started, talking about politics in America.
3: Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah, the I'm world. To you three or four to- I talked to you at least three or four, maybe five times on your Thursday show.
2: I don't wanna I, I always thought that myself.
3: you changed no, your name. No. What 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 nickname do you want to go by in the future? Okay, well I go by Ed the Anti Fit. You know, I'm more like in the anti-federalist decentralization of power. They didn't want to add the the anti-federalist. Yeah, yeah, you said add the anti-federalist. Okay, gotcha. Anti-fed. Because really, when you look at, uh, we want the anti-fed or end the fed, as Juan Paul would say. But I say anti-fed and end the fed. Whatever, the fed isn't that good.
1: I love that. The,
3: Ed, it, the anti-fed
2: from Florida.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, well, next time Ed, I'll great talking talk to, you, to you, sir. Man. All right, man. Always good talking to you, man. Take care.
2: Always. You, you bet. Take care, Ed. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for calling huh. the show. Well, see, this, we're always educating uh, people on this show. Yeah, yeah, once again, this is our bachelor show, the first Tuesday of every month. Easy to remember. When the new month rolls around, if you see a Tuesday, the first one, We're on, but every Thursday, we're locked and loaded on Thursday as well. Well, we just talked to uh, Ed the Anti-Fed in Florida with a great call, and we'll get to Irish Pirate here in a bit as well, our tech wizard. And we want you all to do well up there. If you're a bachelor or if you're a man on the make or if you're getting married or about to be divorced, whatever, whatever your station in life, uh, make it the best. Get where you need to be is the main thing. Commiserate with your friends and neighbors, those that you trust confide in them only and then you make your move all men need to make their move sooner or later in life you know what i mean be
6: poor, cause i don't ever want to be poor then you won't
2: i decided right then and there
4: i wasn't going to live like that i needed to get as far away as possible to California in the summer of
5: 1968
4: with the tuna. We had $300 and a black TR-3. Sure was nothing like this back home. It was paradise. We got a small one-bedroom apartment right on the beach. Wasn't much, but it had its price. George,
5: you need some help?
4: California was like nothing I'd ever seen before.
5: Hey, what's the
4: deal? People were liberated, independent, full of new ideas. They used words like right on, groovy, solid. The women were beautiful. And they all seemed to share the same occupation.
0: I'm a stewardess. 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 Yeah, on the airplane. <laughs>
2: I'd love that. Well, we're so glad you're here tonight. Um, Many of you need to see this movie. It's called A Guide for the Married Man, or The Single Man, for that matter.
4: Hold everything, folks. We're going to give you some pointers. The real lowdown on some basic facts of married life. A Guide for the Married Man Boy, oh boy Now you see, Walter Mallow is married to Inger Stevens But he develops a roving eye The guy's got to be off his rocker to in a dish like this So he goes to Robert Morse, Ph.D., Doctor of Philandering, for some lessons all married guys do it, Ed. Not all of them give in to it, only about 43%, which I think is about to go up to 44%. And would you believe all of these technical advisors give the do's and don'ts for the married man with an urge to stray? Lucille Ball, Jack Benny, Polly Bergen, Joey Bishop, Sid Caesar, Art Connor, Wally Cox, Jane Mansfield, al march louis nye carl reiner phil silvers terry thomas and ben blue girls don't let your favorite fellows see this film alone
0: he'd never get away with it would he
4: what was sid caesar's plan of action how does joey bishop talk his way out of this what did art carney just put over on lucille ball Be star, steal a night owl. How does Jack Benny operate? Then honey, what do you think we could get for this from a secondhand shop? Right. You can't top Phil Silver's instant alibi. Oh, you were wedding what?
5: What kind of a girl do you think I am? Of course I was <laughs>
3: That's awesome.
2: Well, we, we started off the summer watching the uh, Johnny Depp trial and that crazy um, witch of a wife that he had, and they found her to be a liar, allegedly, of course, in a court of law and some of the things. Now, did Johnny stretch the truth? Did Johnny Depp take some liberties? I'm sure he did. But he was more believable in his testimony. The jury liked him. Now, the jury could have went the other way, but they liked Johnny. And um, it was an amazing trial to watch. And uh, as we talked about in the monologue about these Hollywood uh, breakups are out there. But there's also breakups in middle America. Well, we uh, hope everyone uh, finds what they're looking for. That's the main thing. But we are the good time Charlie and Charlie's Angels, baby. The Bachelor, never forget, is part playboy, part psychologist, part warrior part Traveler, part James Bond, part Mad Helm, part In Like Flint, starring James Coburn, part Chameleon and part John Wayne even. The Bachelor Playboy loves gadgets and cool things. We like cool cars and cool clothes, cool watches, great travel vacations, great friends, great music. He has many edges and facets like that of a sparkling diamond. Cool to some. Others think he is a bastard. Some women think he is the bad boy that they crave. Well, whatever it is, be yourself, guys. And um tonight, every the first Tuesday of each month is this show. It's a guide for the married man and the single man in America and everything else in between. A war is raging all over the world right right now, and we will talk about the the battle of the sexes. Or the armistice, instead, to mix it all up a bit. So lay back, relax, get a cocktail, a dull beverage, and listen to some good radio tonight, some feel-good radio. We know that the uh, week is already hectic for some. We're back from a Labor Day weekend, already starting the the grind of the week, right? We know that the um, New World Order and Matrix is coming to get us all, but the American Bachelor... And his infinite wisdom will outthink, outfly, outmaneuver, and defeat them all. Never fear when we're here. Well, one thing that you don't want to be called is you don't want to be called a loser. Women love using that. Now, a lot of women that say, you're a loser, I've found they're probably an unemployed biatch with uh, no degree, no resume, no credibility. Uh, She has the anatomy that is very preferential in our society. So don't let some crazy witch call you a loser, guys, if you're not. Don't take that. Or, Or you might just sound like one of the characters in this classic 1960s movie trailer.
4: This chick's out for kicks and in for trouble with the Born Losers.
0: Mm, Just how is the mom initiated?
4: By getting it from everybody.
0: We're not coming out of orbit for three days. (laughs) Woo! Look at this, 600 simulis!
4: These are the Born Losers. The sickest sickle gang that ever terrorized the town while the law stood helpless. If only one of us had the guts to just cut him down. I've been wanting to crack at you from the beginning. Are you planning on fighting or uh, talking me to death? Mr. District Attorney, any truth to the rumors that the girls will refuse to testify? Remember, all you need is one witness to obtain an indictment. Shut up. Born losers. And they know it. Please don't do that. How about a pretty please on your knees? On your knees, yeah. Billy Jack. I'm gonna kill you if it's the last thing I do.
2: And that will bring on the uh, Irish pirate who will stand and deliver like the song.
1: Me and I'm still here. Oh, I'm getting there very slowly. <laughs> um, that's uh, your yeah. new theme song, they by the way. way, Stand
2: and Deliver yeah. by Adam Ant. Love well, that. I,
1: I like that version of it. Um, believe it or not, those uh, that original Winnie and Horf, uh, Horse Hoof Beats and everything that's all in there, uh, that came from his yeah. first version of the song that he actually rejected when he went to the one that we all know. So I mixed them together at the beginning because I loved the beginning of the, of the original one, and he just I do to too cut it out I, like so, um, I like I just, that, so I like that better with the horses I the yep, I agree. Uh,
2: that's I agree stuff. with you, man. You're so, a very uh, good uh, mixer anyway, in the yeah, studio um
1: if I can imagine what something is supposed to sound like, I can recreate it. That's usually been the case There's I very rarely that. a song out there I can't <laughs> I can't break it into submission. Um yeah cool. I think it's interesting because everybody everybody that's called tonight so far has got these uh, survival stories and things like that and, and uh, I'm the opposite I think is kind of interesting i I think I'm uh, more of a uh, someone who has been forced to survive, and nowadays uh, if there's anything out there uh, that a bachelor could count on, so many of those uh, famous offices that used to be there for you, you know, the government said they'd take care of you, and your college said they'd right. take care of you, and and I don't see any of those things working for me, bachelor-wise, at all, and, and, and to me, I find that amazing, there, there, uh, even this week or last week, um, my bank, literally, I, I just made a purchase online, and they just flat canceled it, you know, they they, they said, this is suspicious. What are we going to do? And I'm thinking, well, first of all, considering I've been buying from this particular entity every one to three months for the last three years, my suggestion is stop questioning my moves. I'm literally having to go at it with my bank. And, And it's amazing that you can't just establish yourself anymore, and people will just allow you to be that bachelor that you think you're supposed to be they're not they're not going to allow you to be the american you think you're supposed to be and right i'm, I'm curious cuz today i did what i like to do which is i went and uh you know taught chess in a school today and uh granted then i was tired cuz i worked last night i crashed when i got home for about 3 hours and then got up and uh my uh I don't have a wine bar like you do, but uh, I do have a big rack that has a whole bunch of different kind of drinks that I do mix together from time to time. Uh, None of them are alcoholic anymore, really. um, Since I met (laughs) the Count Kelly, she's not much into alcohol. But I will say this. My dad, um, some people could say maybe he was an alcoholic, but um, he didn't need to drink to love. So it's questionable whether he Mm -hmm. was. He just loved to drink. He drink He loved to drink. He didn't drink. To <laughs> so I, I, I'm not sure if I call him an addict or not. But uh, I, I think about it, and, and uh, out of all the women I've ever dated, et etc., um, I still think my dad was the strongest of all the dads. I think he was. I think he was mm-hmm. more real than all their dads. And I feel sorry for them that they didn't have somebody like that. Um, my dad taught for 35 years, which is uh, one of the influences that it, that he had on me. It, it definitely, he was most interested in giving. And teachers get a high on this, by the way. Uh, once you've done they something do. for a very long time, and I've been I've been teaching chess for 37 years now, and I totally get it. If I ever stopped cold turkey, I'm going to have to find something to replace it. I mean, there will come a period in time where. Oh, sure. I always think it's going to be. I'm going, to th- I'm going to think it's going to be the schools or the uh, school districts that would turn their back on me. But there is a renaissance out there. Um, uh, parents are figuring out that uh, even public schools, nobody wants to uh, – excuse me, even private schools, nobody wants to spend on aftercare in school. Even if they want somebody else to do the education now, they want to get their kids in and get their kids out. They don't trust the institutions mm-hmm. anymore. And so, for that reason, if you're teaching anything, I don't care if it's music, um, origami, I mean, those types of secondary educational programs are booming right now because parents are scared to death about who might be teaching their children if they don't have a direct say so. And 2 million kids now are out of uh, American public schools, and it'll be 5 million next year, and you can see that... And I'm still thinking about this like a bachelor, just to to put this Mm -hmm. in proper perspective. All the institutions are failing you. And that's a really sad thing. Yeah, they are. You usually rely on some board somewhere was looking out for your best interest, even though they were probably overly paid and put on a few uh, too many regalia like lab coats or, you know, the same stupid looking business suits. The uh, blue jacket, (laughs) red tie, and white. Oh, my God, please. Not another one of those clones. But anyway, they used to be looking out for you. They used to be looking out for you. And now, they've completely abandoned you, and they forgot to tell you. They just found somebody else to be uh, in honoraria of. It's like, hey, at one time, all of you were bachelors. At one time, all of you represented America. What happened to the institutions. You all slowly but surely sold out. And it was up to us individually not to give in. And so now, granted, I saw society changing. And let's say you are looking for a woman, because I said several times on this program, I'm not interested in being a bachelor forever. I prefer being married. I prefer definitely being attached. But I knew that I couldn't just get attached to anybody. And I've had my experiences just like everybody else. But the important thing was this. So it was on this show that I actually said, look, 53% of college graduates now are women. Who's going to marry them? I mean, uh, unless you think right. universities or anything like that, are ruining the women. That's one thing. You can have that if you want for an opinion. That may be true. I, I mean, I don't know about that for sure, but that may be true. And yes, really intelligent women still have some really weird ideas. That most of them, they they uh, fall in love with the ideas of Plato, who just basically like to go around killing the homeless. I mean, I mean, come on, these people were a little <laughs> bit
5: reckless,
1: right? Um, so, well, to, yeah, trying to go ahead.
2: Oh, just really, really quick, I want to interject something. Um, you're on a good rant here. Um, I feel guys Irish. Since your stat is correct, about 63% of the college graduates are women. I tell guys, if you want to meet chicks, and enroll in college, finish your damn degree, <laughs> go to college, and you got the odds are in your favor for once. Guys, go to trade school, go to a university, go to college, do something. Don't just sit around and play video games and bitch and moan. The women are out there, and they're, they're in school. So they're really in the universities, but that's where – if you want to meet girls, um, go there. Go ahead, Irish. That's just my, my two cents worth, as they say. You,
1: there's a lot of guys out there that are sucking out that go to college specifically, like the women used to go to college to hook up with a guy that was going to be a professional. And now that's there's right. a bunch of suck-out guys doing that. And so if you're a true bachelor and you show up there, a discerning woman is going to notice. At a certain moment, right. is going to realize, hey, this guy's actually going to get his degree. You know, and it's not an underwater basket weaving kind of, you know, I got a degree because they were throwing at me kind of thing, because that, that happens to everybody now. They go there for yes. one thing. Like, let's say let's say you wanted to come out with an engineering degree, but well, while you're on the way, they toss in a couple of stuff after the couple of one-on-ones you had to take. So they give you some garbage mm-hmm. degree to be able to make it look like they trained you in something when you haven't even gotten there yet. And it kind of it right. makes you think that you've got the job done so they don't actually have to teach you anything. And uh, I don't know why it is why uh, diplomas are given out, I guess, by headcount or something. They get paid for those. I don't know. But uh, I <laughs> personally, for me being a tech wizard, for example, I don't know if anybody else has got a, a science degree in radio, TV, and film. I, I keep going around America trying to meet these people. Every single one of them has degree of arts. They buy a $60,000 program, and they call themselves a scientist. I'm like, you're not a scientist. You're an operator, and you're a bad one at that. I mean, come on. Can't do the same tricks all the time and call yourself, you know, hot. And so I do have friends of mine that are starting to hook on me now, saying one of these days I'm going to send you a thumb drive. I want you to go over one of my albums. I'm going to send you all the tracks so that you can remix them. And like, I'm not even sure if I'm ready to do all that or not. But if it happens, I'll, I'll do it. I mean, especially if it's a friend of mine which is where, when I came up in radio, that's where most of these people came from. And it, bring it back mm-hmm. to the original statement, I feel abandoned by all the institutions. And you know how I can tell? Because all the people I've met on the way up, for example, in radio, even people such as yourself Von Wehunt. these are people I don't mind hanging around. These are people I, I, I like you know being out to go to the restaurant and uh, make you sign the book that I bought from you. I like making you do stuff like that. That's more. That's more like Yes, that was
2: a good time. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, I just I would have a no other way.
2: Them. If you uh, want an autograph, you would yeah. get one.
1: Well, you told me how to do it, so I had to follow the the uh, treadmill to do it. But uh, it worked out, and then you made good on your end, and that's the way that works. I have ordered Alex Jones' sign book. I'm looking forward to getting that. Because I do like to get the signed book now from just about – the, uh, the other day, Mike Adams had on Patrick M. Wood. He just happens to be a guy that's a friend of a friend of mine, and he signed a copy for me that my friend gave to me. It was kind of awesome. That friend, by the way, is now a pastor. And nice. uh, When I first met him, he was just a security guard, so to speak. You know, we were just people, and we actually went out and did mm-hmm. things like look at business together and throw up on it. You know, I mean, there wasn't any business offered to us that was any good which is kind of hilarious. And I've seen this a lot. I've been to a lot of businesses. I get recruited a lot. People meet me because I'm outspoken. They think, oh, yeah, you could sell our product. How about the problem is your product sucks? How about the problem is I'm looking for something right. real. It's, it's not like, it's me. It's you. To it's your for. product sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, can That's you awesome. Trying to make a, can you imagine trying to make a million dollars in a lifetime selling stupid tires? I mean, I, oh, I just have a God. problem with that. I, I mean, need to. I have a big uh, problem with that. I've people that have actually told me. I've actually heard people tell me this is probably my biggest turnoff. A man boastfully comes up to me and says, oh, "I've been in waste management for thirty years." Oh my god! Well, good for you. Out get out! Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, you're you know, still in the muck, buddy. You're,
2: you're still in the muck.
1: Well, I think it's one thing when you're in waste management and you and you're actually going to those competitions where you get to drive the rigs. They actually have competitions to see who can actually handle the big rigs in a you know obstacle-type course they're testing you to prove who's the best way right. in the heavy machinery. I love that. I worship those guys. They have more skill than I'll ever have. So that's one thing. It's the other one when you're in management and you're telling everybody what to do. And it's like, ooh, I mean, those people bother me. They make my skin crawl because all they've <laughs> ever done – is work the corporate ladder, and they think, that, like I said, keep in mind the theme is all your uh, so-called boards, everything out there, working for the man. He abandoned you a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, because he did. One he flinch, did. One little flinch from the IRS, and suddenly you're not getting the bennies. I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you remember the, the whole idea that you were going to get perks from work, back in the day – They were, uh, different companies were fighting over people to hire the best players, which we talked about that as part of the inversion of the power structure in America, where the the perfect person was the the citizen who was unentangled, that he didn't have any, you know, he, he wasn't an esquire. He didn't have something going on. He was just a true sovereign American. You know, the 1776 American guy is so respectable to this day that he didn't tie himself down to anything. Matter of fact, he might even be married. I mean, that would be, be the only color on his person. I mean, it, mm-hmm. that would be truly amazing if somebody held that these days. No, everybody's right. a part of something. And what it does is it waters them down to the point where they're not real anymore. And I'm seeing that. And uh,
2: So true. My
1: dad, the teacher, at least was real. I mean, he taught vocational arts welding, auto shop, machine shop, wood shop, you name it. And I would say maybe 7% of his students were girls. You know, there's some girls that were smart enough right. to take welding.
2: Well, how yeah, many women like go in the trades? That's more of a male-dominated field. But I just say, learn something, guys. Get a skill set going. Make some money out, out there while, while you still can be, before they implode the entire economy. You're going to need every nickel and dime you can earn, I'm telling you. You're just going to need it in the future. With inflation going crazy, you know, prices are out of whack. You're a young up-and-coming bachelor, you're looking at this dystopian world of um, crazy economics, right? And, you, you know, get a job, get two, get three, whatever you got to do to make the ends meet, but get ahead of the game as fast as possible. And the
1: trick of life is to stay ahead of the game.
2: That's Now,
1: that's a skill. I'm imagining a bachelor. I'm imagining a bachelor, Von Weehan, of the future. Five years from now, your perfect bachelor. He's going out. He's got two jobs, and he comes home and tends his garden. He really is, like, so independent from the rest of the world. He doesn't even have to know you're there. Yeah, he's completely absorbed in what he thinks is necessary to move himself on. That's where it's going. And I'll have the Yeah, learn the gardening skills.
2: I know a couple of guys in in, um, in my um, in my field that are young millennials, Irish, and they are one is a really good gardener and he grows a lot of his own food, saves a ton of money. Sure, that's the one, well, that's the way not to not roll, just man. A ton
1: of money you're saving. It's not just a ton of money you're saving. Um, I sent you a picture today, Von Weehan. I'm willing to admit this. They're really messing with everything, the weather, um, you know, and in in so doing, they're messing with your soil, which I find absolutely amazing, you know, how they do all that. And so I sent you pictures of trees that are clearly what you would call inverted, that they've been messing with the skies for so long now that trees are showing damage facing the sun. That literally the leaves, the branches, everything that's closest to the sun are the ones that go bad now instead of the ones that are underneath, like in a pine tree or a palm tree. Normally the fronds that are at the bottom are the ones that fall off. But the ones I sent you, Von Wee Hunt, check that photo. Those things are dying on top first. And you have to ask yourself, what caused that? Well, we don't have time on this show to go in the science of that. But I can tell you, that's got me scared. That's got me really worrying about exactly where I'm going to get things like food, shelter in the future. Because the quality of the product can't be there if nature didn't make itself available to me. I'm supposed to subdue the earth, not vice versa. And so how's this going (laughs) to work in the future? Well, like Thomas Dolby once said, Irish, science!
2: That favorite song in the ancient uh, 80s. Um, I'm
1: cutting that one up for you. I, I keep telling myself I'm going to do it. We're going to do that one. That's, <laughs> that's, that's given. I'm I'm putting my foot down. Long We Hunt, we're going to do. She blows me with science. The Irish Pirate Way. Fire. I'm go crazy with it.
2: Love that. Thomas Dolby, what a song. Well, I I'd I I'd tell you what. Uh, the other thing is, is uh, bachelor need to learn those survival skills, right? And not to make this show too heavy, that's more of a, for a Thursday night show. But on the cursory sure. glance, if you're a bachelor, you need to learn how to cook and grow and grill. And it's not just about guns, not just about chicks or whatever, going to, or going out clubbing, although that is that is fun when you're young. I, I, I was quite the lounge lizard myself at college. And when I hit Dallas, I used to pick Dallas out of the blue. I thought, let's go to Dallas the, in, in that's where I went after uh, after Purdue. Well, in Dallas was a mecca for those big 1980s neon bars and lounges and clubs. I mean, they were packed. That's where I met all my friends, uh women. I was just I was a party animal for a while and you need to be. You need to get out there and press the flesh and have fun and they had 75 cent cocktail nights. And the music was 80s, you know, and the early 90s. 90s. It was the best music. That was a grand time to be single in America. It's pre-COVID, pre-Biden. <laughs> you know, It was just a good I, I time, Charlie, too, you know.
1: I my friends, too. I, <laughs> I, was, I was making a comment. For me, all those oh, wonderful, um, I, I remember um, when I was living in the Ventura area and I was Made single, shall we say? Um, I was bringing my friends to the karaoke bars that were just getting started and offered quarter beers to people just to show up. I mean, in, in a nice Ranked. lounge environment, although a little. Bit I remember intimate. the quarter I'll beer. Four, night. Yes. And I love bringing like you know seven or eight of my friends, or we just dominate the joint. And be, it is because yes. you brought your friends. There are very few people at a place like that to meet anyway. And it's not my style, but I did love being able to change the environment of a place I went to. I even go to a small church for the same reason, because I want to be able to make a difference when I'm there. I want to be, I want to be more of an integral part about what's going on. And so if I can't help influence the environment, it's probably not going to be that attractive to me. And you were mentioning right. earlier when uh, Kelly was on, she's talking about how it's really important to be honest. What could be more honest than to go to an establishment and be yourself? What could be more honest than that? Right. Somebody can't stand that. I mean, I would love to be able to defend that. Why are you being yourself in this joint? You know, can you imagine <laughs> a question like that? What are you doing being yourself? That's awesome. to, find that to be really weird. The answer is, wow, I guess it must be really weird to be yourself in your world, because it sure is that hard <laughs> It offends me. Irish, you thank when you, when you so much, man. Have
2: a great night. We will talk thank on you, Thursday sir. again, sir. You know it.
1: Yeah, you know it. It's coming.
2: Good deal, man. Have a great night. Irish pirate folks, our tech wizard. And I want to hear more about his California early days. Um, maybe Thursday. We need to hear some more about that. We'll get another call in here. We'll get here. We get get a few more. Um, I could talk to hours with all of you. You know that. But um, we're doing great on time, actually. Well, I had a few guys, a few young millennial guys that that wrote the show, and they wanted me to talk a little bit about the MGTOW movement. Well, some of you don't know what that means. It stands for men going their own way because. Uh, now, this isn't you. If you're a great woman, if you're really cool, like Cal Kelly, she's the exception to the rule that most men experience. Because <laughs> a lot of guys are not meeting those kinds of women. They're meeting a lot of um, crazy women. They're meeting now. If they're crazy and psycho, they are. They are good and bad. Just kidding. Uh, but you know what I mean. They're meeting a lot of women out there that are just, you know, just. It's more like uh, how should I put it? Like not a feminazi, but ooh, close. Like a um, third wave feminism is really taking hold in these colleges and universities. Well, here's the deal. Like I always tell guys when they ask me, I always tell them, in this day and age, especially if you're a young buck, don't forget these millennials came up differently than we did. Uh, I'm Generation X. There's a, we have many baby boomers that also listen. We have a lot of young millennials who want the show too. So, but for the millennials who are listening, there's there's probably millions of them out, out there. Um, they had a tough road. They were they were given a lot of mixed signals, a lot of mixed messages, a lot of broken families, too much drugs, too much prescribed medication in schools. Well, you then they you fast forward to when they get out of college, et cetera. And I tell a lot of them this, I just say, you know, be careful with who you hook up with. Um, again, make sure if you're a man that she works with you, not against you. In other words, you want your partner in crime. You want your best friend. And you want a woman that you can count on. You know, uh, didn't the colonists, when they left to fight the British, they would tell their wife, you hold down the fort. I'm coming back in two days. We have to go over that ridge, kick some ass, and take names, and I'm coming back. Give her a kiss. Uh, and he would be back nine times out of ten. But war is dangerous. But having kids today in our, in our, in our digital world, you gotta make a lot of money, guys. And having kids today is a big, big production, very, very expensive. So be careful who you, uh, you know, if you want to have kids, then go for it. Be the best dad possible. Um, but now here's the thing. You fast forward the kids born. Um, but now your kids can't afford the homes or e- that are even out there. So now having kids today, you may have them for 40 years. You may have a roommate for 40 years, in other words. So it's not just until 18 now. In my era, we couldn't wait to burst out and get out Irish will Test you of that. Um, but now uh, we couldn't wait to get out from underneath our parents' thumb. Um, but kids today, they really can't afford it with our inflationary economy. So you better really, 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 really like your kids, uh, or you may want to go with MGTOW, which is like a man going their own way, a man not going down the track of marriage that society beats into them and women, too, that you must be married by age 30. You must have kids. You don't have to do anything. This is America, freedom and liberty. Didn't we fight wars for freedom and liberty? I keep telling guys, you do what works for you. If you find the love of your life at age 21, marry her. If you find her at 35, go for it. But there's no age limit. There's no age. This, is, this is, isn't like we're baking a freaking cake here. You do what works for you when it works for you. And that's my best advice to all those guys that are out there. And by the way, uh, it's the only way to fly in life. You know what I mean? Now, um, yeah, you just, you just don't want to – don't deceive yourself, guys. Don't compromise with yourself or your future. You know, do what you want to do when you want to do it. My best advice.
6: man, enjoying that music, yes uh, reminding me of the uh single days and riding in my sixty five mustang and rolling down the road and but uh yeah yeah now, but uh it's important man important to ride, the,
2: you know I'm good people. old America man, you know, yeah, yeah, I say we have to you gotta you know when when we were coming up, I was always told kid get your kicks while you can. We cannot guarantee you anything because there will be a lot of weird things happening, which we've already seen a lot of weird things in my yeah. young life. But yeah. I well, I think they have a lot more shoes to drop. That's why I tell the young bachelors out out there, you know, get your career going, get your trade going, get your business going. Get all that started first. Date, have a good time. Definitely. Don't be overly. You want to be serious about life, but but the secret is don't be overly serious to where you're dull. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I. Yeah, mean?
6: you know, fun out say, there, pull man. Pull yourself together. Pull yourself together. Make sure you're totally together. Because if you do meet someone and you're not together, then don't plan on that going anywhere. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, well, that's, that's true. Thing. You know, you need to have your act together, and you you you're fine alone, and 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 you know. And then, then you know what, it's kind of like that's when you end up meeting someone. But, uh, um, you know, not everybody, but, uh, but you have to have it totally together yourself because you really, if you don't have it together yourself financially and uh, especially in this day and age, you know, it, it's it's going to be very difficult. You can go ahead and try. And yes, yeah. That's right. But that's yeah, right. you can't. I don't know. You got to be together financially and have your goals. You know, it's like the old adage, you have a plan or plan to fail. So always have a plan, man. That's right. <laughs> you know,
2: but uh, I like I think that's that. kind of yeah. the advice
6: you're giving too.
2: That's great advice. Yeah. Have plan A, B, and C, you know, know where you're going and then get there and then take action. My thing is a lot of guys think, a lot of guys Contemplate. They will philosophize. Um, I'm very direct as a Leo, and we take action. We make things happen. We will, um, you know. I mean, I t- to me, there's a there's a time and a place for everything. And sometimes you go enough talk. Let's not overthink this. Let's just do it. it could be a road trip. It could be anything you want to do. You know, just do it. Stop talking about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, kind it. of cheap. Yeah. Be like that—that that action figure, Action Jackson. You know, yeah, uh, action take action Jackson. in your own lives, guys. there's <laughs> there's there's an old saying. It's the famous ten words, and you can take this to the bank. If it is to be, it is up to me. Think about it. If it is to be, it is it is up to me. It's always up to you. Yeah. You are the yeah. author of your own life. You are the author. You are the screenplay writer of your own movie. You are the the leading actor in your own movie. You are the director it's of your you. Oscar blockbuster film. You really are.
6: Yeah, yeah. And and that's 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 so true. You know, so it is it is up, it is up to you. You know, um, you know, and and it's, so people
2: like to blame society, to Brett. They'll- they will blame their parents, they'll blame their professors, they'll blame their neighbors, their siblings. All that could be true. I always tell people that can be true but that's what I call fine points. Okay, you made a point, but now what are you gonna do about it? You gonna sulk about it or are you gonna take action and do something about it in the real world? I say take action, make it better. To make it worse. It's about
6: taking action.
2: Yeah, yeah.
6: I mean that that's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. You need to take that take that risk or um you know weigh the downside risks but uh you know don't be afraid of taking a risk too. So whether it is starting a business, you know, right now I think it's a good time to buckle up because we're in for some we're in for a pretty rough ride here financially speaking and what's going on, you know. So um
2: Brett, the surfer, you know, now, from the surfer philosophy, what's in your crystal ball about the American economy for the young bachelor on the make today and for all of us? Um,
6: I, I think I think you should do as many, make as much capital as you can, cash, and and if you need a couple of different side hustles to, to get it going, you know, stack that cash, bank it, and, and get prepared, you know be ready to ride out I think we are we haven't had any type of uh, a downturn in our economy in literally probably uh 13 years so it's about time for for some um, you know there's a, there's a storm on the horizon so man I would I would advise you know if you want to pick up some some gold too have some god's money there for yourself too and um
5: mm-hmm.
6: you know and uh, that's that's it's just it's important man to to have have a certain amount of cash out of the banks you know that that you have access to that if, if something good happened, if if all the power was shut off for some reason you know you've got some cash or some things that you can barter you know I I think that's that's what that's some advice for bachelors you know <laughs> just because you've got a lot of time yeah. right now so go out and make as much money as you can and bank it you know. Uh, cause there may come and time also, where you I'm saying,
2: anymore. Brad, wouldn't you agree that, say, the bachelor, say he's got a girlfriend or a young wife, uh, well, then he wouldn't be a bachelor, but you know what I mean if he's about to get, you know, um, yeah. a lot of guys that have girlfriends will eventually get, get married, is, is my point. But you want a woman that will, that's what I said earlier in my monologue, you want a woman who will work with you. So, in other words, let's say times are tough, like breath of surface, or that they're coming, and I believe they are, too. So we're both in that boat, but let's say when they come, you want a woman, for example, who will work with your budget and economize with you, live with you, support you. You'll support her. You'll help out each other. You know, one hand watch you the other, right? Yeah. Takes two to, to tingle. You don't want her going off on you know? the, on a cliff going, well, no, I want to charge up 20, 30 grand in credit cards. And that's just how it's going to be. And you're going to pay for it. Or I've got to buy, you know, this frivolous crap that we don't really need. You want a woman to think of staples first, rent, mortgage, food. And then what's left over is your savings and entertainment budget. And somebody you can stay home. Do you have to go out every night and spend six bucks a gallon for gas and spend a hundred bucks on a dinner? Why don't you grill out in the backyard for a lot cheaper and watch a DVD you bought at the the, the thrift store? (laughs) and yeah, make out true. over a cheap bottle of wine. How about those? How about some nights like that? How about some, some low-cost but extremely fun nights? You don't have to
3: spend that's, that's, a lot yeah. of
2: money to have a good time. In our economy, they have conditioned you by the Madison Avenue programmers that you have to spend lots of money to feel good about yourself. You don't have to, guys. You know that. I know that. You got to convince your woman sometimes that we can just hang out together, have a blast here at the house. Yeah. Now you don't want to be if you... a guy that's like Ted Kaczynski, where you're, we are always in 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 your cabin. Either you need to get yeah, out and be yeah. functional. It makes them mingle. You know, don't be don't don't be the unobomber, guys. You know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> you
5: know.
6: You you yeah. You did. You don't want to. You know, you need someone that'll work with you. And if you want to get on a budget, you need to have someone that understands that. Um, you know, you need a partner if, if that's what you're gonna do. If not, you know, then then you know the bachelor
2: life might be for you.
6: You know, <laughs> right.
2: you know you find a partner to, in, you know, you in f- crime. You know, you are Clyde. Mm-hmm. You want to find your body. Bonnie and Clyde, right? Exactly. Find the woman yeah, Matt, who will exactly. rob a bank with you, figuratively speaking, not in reality, but you know what I mean. If she's that because kind of a gal right? that will hold a getaway car for you, she may be a keeper. Yeah. With <laughs> your yeah. sawed-off shotgun in the front seat. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: 1930s-style, depression-style. Well, when I think of hard times, that <laughs> you mentioned, I always think of the, the, the depression. Now, I was lucky – because my parents were raised during the depression. My parents were older when they had kids. They weren't those young, foo-foo, you know, parents. Like, at, at, when I was a kid, at teachers say, my parents look very distinguished. Uh, They were about 20, you know, 15 to 17, almost 20 years older than the average young parent, you know, back in the day. Yeah. And I remember that, and I'm going... You know, they married, like, in their mid-30s, which was unheard of back then. Yeah. You know, people got yeah. married so pretty they, young. They
6: were older.
4: Yeah,
5: They were older you know and wiser, they, and
2: I was the beneficiary of all their wisdom. I had great parents, phenomenal parents. I, I was very really lucky. They weren't perfect, situation. but they were awesome to me. <laughs> right.
6: Yeah. So that, that, you know, there's something to be said, you know. Uh, I'm an older parent, but, uh, you know, um, so it's never too late as a bachelor, you know, it's never, if you, if you decide to go that path, you may not, you know, and it may, in times like, like we may be going into here soon, it might be good to kind of hang out and and stand back. Maybe right now is not a good time for some people to uh, pursue a relationship. I I don't know, you know, it, it really just depends. But then again, if you have someone that's going to be, uh your partner in crime and, and seriously work with you and wanna build something then you know it that that's someone that's a keeper and, and you wanna wanna go forward with that. But if not, you definitely wanna have yeah. if if you don't have that then then you need to just remain keep that bachelor life going, you know, for a while longer, you know. Or forever. If you
2: bet. choose like or forever. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is um, the way our society is structured, now you drive around town, what do you see, an attorney billboard, get divorced, $99 down, right? It's too easy to get divorced today. Well, that's good and bad. On one hand, you can get out of your situation. On the other side, the other flip side is, um, I think having all these divorce ads on billboards, to me, it kind of... they have a right to be there. Don't get me wrong, but I think over time it just sort of it's it's a corrosive effect on society. So I look at it, corrosive. Um, yeah. Where um, marriage is just thought of as a you know you check into a hotel, you check out, no big deal. To me, it should be a much bigger deal. I'm of the type that you have no business getting married unless you really want to be with the person. If you you really 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 guys need to make sure that she's the one for you. If not. I don't recommend it. Stay a bachelor. Um, Even married people get lonely. Happens all the time. Stay MGTOW. Stay a single guy. Go travel the world. Have fun. There's tons of it. Now, with the Internet, are you kidding me? They've got social media. They have all these groups that, that fly to various locations. You can join a singles group, go on a singles cruise. You can go to Europe with a group of people, 30, 40 people. You can go all over the world with travel groups. Many are single, some are couple, whatever. You can figure out what you want to do, but it's all on the Internet now. That's that's the thing. That, you know, 30 years ago, they didn't have the Internet. It was done by, you know, by a magazine or maybe a TV ad, but it's so much easier today to find people if you let your fingers do the walking, right? You can find yeah. a lot of cool things that are out there, and and just stay with that. Stick with that. Go MGTOW. And uh, there's no – you'll never hear any pressure from my show. I think there's a lot of pitfalls to getting married in our society today. If if you don't pick the right person, it could be a beautiful thing, but you've got to be really careful. That's all I'm saying. Uh, beware yeah. of the uh, – divorce is very costly. Uh, having stepkids is very costly. Ex-wives are very costly. And just what adds insult to injuries, having to pay her attorney, you know, now I never went through all that, but I've had friends of mine that have, and man, I mean, it takes you five years to recover five years. And that's if you have a good job financially, just to get your head above water again, five years of your life are gone. So you worked really for okay. nothing. You worked for Uncle Sam yeah. and you worked for her divorce attorney, and now you've got child support to pay. This is reality for a lot of people that are listening to the to the show. Not everything is rosy out there, and I try to be very objective. We'll talk about both sides of the apple and of the coin, you know. So, yeah. What are your final thoughts, Brett? To to basher to America, the economy, maybe. You got the floors, um,
6: sir. <laughs> Yeah, I'd just say uh, I say they're wise words, and and uh, you know if you do meet someone that that, that has all those qualities, uh, that is going to be a team player and and increase your, I mean help you out in in your future as well. Then then hold on to them, grab them, don't let them go. But uh, if not, don't uh, just remain a bachelor and enjoy it and enjoy that that freedom, you know uh to do what you want to do when you wanna do it. You know? I mean once you do have kids, you know, um it it's uh it's a life changing thing, you know. But it's uh it's a different mindset, you know. But uh each person has their own their own uh path that they're going to follow. But uh whether a bachelor or married uh, or or whatever, you know, you need to be prepared and and uh, I, I think now and, and make as much money as you can while you can, because I don't think any of us have been through a depression. And, uh, you know, if you're a bachelor, you know, hopefully you can just ride through it. If you're married, hopefully you have planned and can ride through it as well. But, uh, uh, that, that's my message, man, to the bachelors and, and the, uh, the other married people, you know, out there. But, uh, um, I just I just think it's it's all about hope and faith and and uh having that in your life as well, you know. I mean so those are my words. Bon.
2: I like that, Brett. I like it, man. <laughs> Breath the Surfer, folks. We'll talk more about that economic implosion on Thursday, good. <laughs> all right,
6: brother.
5: Have a great right, night,
2: man. Brett. We'll talk to you on Thursday night.
6: You. All right, man. Bro. Awesome, brother.
2: Have a great night. Brett the Surfer, folks, is words of wisdom. I call it the surfer philosophy. It's very cool. But he's right. We, you look, you, I, I look at our economy, and I'm going, you better. I tell guys, this is not the time to be playing video games, boys. Uh, you need to sh- ship up or shape out. You need to uh, get ready for what's coming, you know? And get a beverage. I'll be right back. I promise. Love that! Well, tonight we've heard from um, some great callers. We've had uh, Kakao Kelly. We've had the Irish Pirate. We've had Brett the Surfer. We had Ed from Florida. Ed the Anti Fed. Being a bachelor in America is all what you want to be, and be all you can be, guys. And um, look, you're out there. We are. You get one bite at the apple. Is how I look at it. One bite at the apple of light was one way to look at it. And you want to make the most of your life, you want to do your very, very best, you got to go for it while you can because it's all up to you. No one's going to, um, you know, give you a million dollars. Nobody knocked on my door and gave me a million bucks. Nobody um, gave me a ton of money. You, you, you want to be a self-made man. The great thing about... In a, in a weird way, about being poor and just starting out, is you can only go up, you can only go up, you can only go higher, which is really, really cool. Well, I raised my goblet of wine and my stein of beer twelve each of you tonight, I've been wearing my red velvet smoking jacket with cigar in hand, mafioso style, and my cocktail glass here at the studio room, and. We're always ready to rock and roll on the show. Now, stay tuned for next Thursday night, this coming Thursday, at 8 o'clock, again, Pacific Time, for our regular programming. It's our hard-hitting political show. We'll have some fun on that show as, as well. We want to keep some things heavy, some things light, kind of like a heavy metal show. We uh, thank you all for being here. Long live the Bachelor King. There's so many things you could talk about and genres and narratives that we can bring up in every show. I try to make each show a little bit unique, a little bit different. We always encourage the new callers or the callers that we haven't heard from in a while to uh, call into the show. And so we're calling out to you to call in on any show that you like as the Bachelor Kingdom is reborn in America and around the world. The next of show will be the first Tuesday of October, so check your calendars, and we'll be looking forward to that. That will be the infamous episode number 19 for next month. Thank you, America. Keep dreaming those big dreams, and stay tuned for more shows, more programming, more content for you and yours. As I sign off for my Arizona studio God bless you all, and good night.